Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast. And you're joined by me, Wild 2.0, and Brandon. And you on 2.3. <laughs> yes. So today we wanted to talk about, um, we're going to talk about a few um, interesting topics. And the first topic we're going to talk about is should everyone learn how to code? You know, we're seeing all these articles everywhere that, oh, everyone should learn to code. The future technological, blah, blah, blah. You know, people must be ready. There aren't enough programmers, uh, you know, tech people in this role and so on. So my question is, should everyone learn how to code? Basically, what do you guys think? I, I want to hear E123 because we haven't had him on in a long time. So <laughs> That's true. What do you think, E123? Um, you know, I've been seeing some stuff around. Um, I saw a story of some um, some journalists being laid off and whatnot. Um, yeah, people just like replied. <laughs> the reply is like, "Learn to code, man. Learn to code." Learn people to are code. savage on <laughs> online, you know. I, I'm serious. I mean, it's, it's humor as well, but they have a point in a way because you know, if, if you know how to code, I mean, any starting job, like with, I don't know, I don't know how much journalists get, but you could probably get the equivalent if you know how to code. So, or way much more actually. Yeah, or even way much more. Yeah, learning to code. I don't think like it's important. Important depending on like what your career is. But maybe, mm. I don't know, the basics would probably be good. Like, I've seen, like, uh, nowadays schools are teaching children, like, the basics of programming and what, like, Hello World and all that all of that stuff. So I think, I, think that's, I think that's good for them. So it gives them, like, a basically, it gives them background knowledge of what, you know, coding and, you know, programming development is so that, you know, it gives them an option. So just throwing it out there to them so that if they go to college, they might want to pick up or something like that or... You know, they go to uni, they want to, you know, develop it even further. Because um, when I was in secondary school, I had no yeah. idea, n- no clue about um, uh, programming or anything. But um, I saw the option, uh, it was computing in um, in college and A-level. And I thought, okay, let me give it a shot. But I had no, you know, previous knowledge or background of it. And doing that in in college... Um, I think there was only, in the end, there was only like six people le- in the class, in the computing class. Yeah, six people. Wow. Yeah, there was only six people in my computing class in, in college. And I think it might have been mainly due to the fact that people weren't really aware of it. So I'm thinking mm. maybe if they possibly knew like what it was about in like, year 11, possibly there might have been more students in my class. But mm. I don't think during that time people weren't really with the you know whole, you know um computing and coding stuff but it was just something i was into so yeah so i think yeah overall i just think you know probably the basics but you, you don't have to go deep into it but probably the basics are probably beneficial for anyone okay yeah. so your conclusion is yes then right yeah 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 and that's for everyone no matter age you more I don't want to say like, Jerry. I don't want to be like, like you must like your doctor. You must know how to code, kind of thing. I'm just mm, saying that mm. you know it would be great if you know the basics, but I'm not saying you must know it. Mm. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, how about just you? being aware yeah. of it, basically. That's it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How about you, Brandon? Um, yeah, there, there are a few things you want to three said. I want to actually iterate on because. I find it interesting that he said basics because that's something I actually thought about in the sense that going from complete novice to like basic and beginner, it's an easier climb than going from beginner to, you know, expert level or professional level. Mm. So, I've, and I've always realized that even, even being, being in that line of field whereby, you know, you, when you come into a, a new job, it, in the first year, you can like pick up a lot of things. But then when it starts getting to the nitty gritty, to the expert level, you realize, okay, this is where you need to have maybe written 10,000 line of code to have come across certain kind of issues, you know, mm. repetitively that you can actually just do it. So when, when we say people should learn how to code, to what level are we talking about? I like the fact, I agree with A123. People should be aware of it, depending on your field, obviously. And also, I think the reason more people, are becoming aware of it and the reason it's so blown up is because we are in the age of the internet of things everything is on a mobile if you have an idea today you have to think of the best way to get it across to your audience and one of the best medium to do that is through a phone is through a laptop 
you know, it's through some kind of a device. So you start thinking, oh, I need an app. Or anything we do today, we want to gather the information. We want to gather the data. Oh, I need to find a way to, you know, to put this together somewhere. And coding is, you know, it's across all different, it's across all different fields from finance to even the health sector, um, even, you know, geography. I saw um, people who use the, that, you know, that sound thing, that stuff they use to scan women when they're pregnant to look at the baby. Oh, like ultra, ultrasound. Ultrasound, yeah. Yeah. They, they use that to, to scan the, the, the ground to see like, you know, the levels of the mountains and different things like that. And India even comes coding. So I think because it's, it's spanning across, you know, all these different sectors, it will be good for you to have an idea at least what it is, where it's being used and what you can do with it. And if, if it's relevant to your field, yeah, maybe you should know how to put a homepage together for your website or how the backend of your WordPress website works in case it breaks down, you know, without you having to call. But then when we start saying, does everyone need to learn it in terms of career? Um, not everyone, but I mean, it's one of the most employable jobs right now, because like we said already, it's, you know, it spans across all sectors. So I, I think it gets back to what, you know, who you are, where you are, what age you are. You know, because you can you can have like fifty seven year olds think, thinking, oh, I have an idea for people my age, although we don't like computers, and there's nothing wrong with him, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that that sounds funny, but uh, okay. We said it. Is it even though you don't like computers? <laughs> no, it's true though. That is generally the mentality of older people, though. Yeah, so, in the hospital, right? We're bringing a new system. Doctors. We're talking like doctors here. These are not illiterates. We're talking doctors who use a phone. Tell you they don't know how to use a computer because they've always had an assistant who types up all their notes. Wow. Mm. You know, and that's one of the biggest issues we've had in the hospital. So, you know, so like I was saying, the age is not really something that should be, be a restriction. And I think also if you're with this whole startup boom, which I'm still surprised that there's still a lot of startups, although now we're getting more of a niche and people knowing specifically what they want to do with their startup. Yeah. It's, it's a situation whereby if you are the founder, you need to have an idea. And I think we've said this in the previous podcast because you might want to hire someone. You need to have an idea what the person is talking about. You, you need to have some foundation in it. So, yeah. Mm. So I agree That's with you. The, the, the basics, for sure, have an idea what it is. Have an idea what the okay. programming language is, you know. So, um, so your conclusion is yes as well, then? Uh, it's, not, it's not a definite yes, as in go learn how to code. It's a yes, yeah. as in be aware that this is something that is relevant, at least going up now. It's been relevant for how many years now, but now it's like, it's almost like a everybody's thing. So just yeah, absolutely. be aware of it. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So, you know, hearing both of your um, uh, viewpoints, I actually agree with you guys, to be honest. I, uh, but my answer is, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that says it depends. So I'm going to say it depends. <clears throat> and on this matter, I would say it depends because, say, for example, if you want to be part of this, you know, technical evolution that we have, that we're in now, and the one that's about to get even bigger, I would say that you should learn how to code. For example, you see it. Um, you see that you're going to switch your role to to a tech role, or you see that it's going to affect you in one way or the other in the future. Then you know, I think I think you should learn how to code. To be honest, but here's where it gets a bit deeper. Specifically, I think younger children, more younger children, taught how to code. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I think that computer science and programming should be taught in schools, starting from, you know, from primary schools. And I think this is um, important, even if the kids generally don't want to become programmers in the future. And I don't think we should be teaching them to become programmers. I think we should be teaching them to, to, to become logical thinkers and to become um, analytical uh, thinkers, which is skills you develop once you learn to program. So I do specifically think younger kids should learn how to, how to code because, you know, the world they're going to enter into, you know, in the future is a digital world. So they, they're going to have to learn how to communicate in that new world. And I think learning to code, whether it's the basics or, or any other thing, I think it's, it's essential and I think is important, you know. 
you know, reading and writing is still important, but nowadays we've seen technology is impacting everything. So I, I do think especially children should be introduced to uh, learning how to code. But more importantly, they should be taught how to problem solve and how to, how to um, you know, and taught logic, basically, because programming is about, about logic as well. So I think that's very important. Yeah. And but another thing I, I would add on to that is the fact that um, generally for everyone, I think it's beneficial. And the reason why I think it's beneficial is that, for example, cars back in the days used to have like less than 10 computers in them. Now they have, you know, over 100 computers in them. Say like in the future when we all have robots as assistants in our houses and, you know, we want to we want to uh, tweak something in our in our robot rather than actually calling the supplier that made the robot. We might just, you know, implement the change ourselves because we have a basic understanding of programming. Do you see what I'm trying to say? And also another example I like to give as to why programming is, is beneficial to learn. As homes are becoming more smarter and things are becoming more integrated, we're having things like Alexa, we're having things like, um, you know, Google Home, etc. It's very important to know how these things work in your house and, you know, sort, sort of what their underlying layers are. I wouldn't say it's important, but I think it would be good to know and know how you can modify these things. And the, the last example I'd like to give for this is, for example, I'm not a good DIY guy. Like right now I could barely like fix my, my blinds. It would be great for me to know how to do this stuff because it gives me the freedom to fix anything in my house, right? Do you see what I'm saying? So necessarily I don't have to become a DIY guy or, you know, a plumber to basically like fix the plumbing in my house. But it is a good skill for me to have because then it would save me some money in order for me to fix things. And I guess people are forgetting that, you know, everyone was generally a programmer back in the day if you had MySpace. <laughs> you see what i'm trying to say like you know you had to include those you know snippets of html so that your page looks different to everyone else's even though a lot of the designs were tacky you know we can all brag and say we were programmers and, and look how that feeling feels it feels great for you to be able to say man i edited this even though i don't have a darn clue about what this code does mm. do you see what i'm saying like i remember the first time i was introduced to programming some guy in my it class we were building some flash software and this guy made create this crazy animation. He's, his character was just moving in a crazy way. I asked, how did you do it? He's like, I don't know, but I'll send you the code that I used. This guy copies and pastes his code and puts it into mine. It was all this gibberish code that I had no idea what it was, but it felt good. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So like, and that feeling, in that feeling, I was like, man, I definitely got to know how to code, you know? So I do think learning to code isn't essential, but I do think it's, um, it's beneficial. I want to touch on the, the part you mentioned about the school because that, that's something I would 100% I, I agree with. And I even remember um, in uni when one of the lecturers said that computer science is still a very young degree yeah. you know, compared to you know, law and biology and all those. And, and if you look at it, when you, when you go back to like primary school, yeah. you, 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 you have to learn biology. You, know, you start learning biology like from young, even if it's like the basic, basic, basic. You know, you learn your geographies, you learn your physics, you learn your chemistry. And with, well, with the way things are going, I hope that yeah, in primary school, it becomes like a key, you know, um, part of the curriculum when you get to, to, to high school. It should not be an option, you know, for your GCSEs, but maybe something that you do have to. And even the IT classes should be more, you know, like you said, going towards that logical thinking, doing um, even pseudocodes. Okay, yeah. if I did this, this should happen. When I do this, you know, increment this. It, those little logical things that, you know, you can apply not just to programming, but to, to your general, you know, thinking and things you do on a daily basis. Because people don't actually realize that they do do a lot of those logical thinking. We just actually interpret it into a different language. It's like speaking yeah. a different language, you know. So I, I really do hope that that's something that, over the next, hopefully, even let me not even say ten years, five years, kids in like year three should be coming home and saying, "Oh, I learned that there's something called Python, you know, yeah, and that now has to help with the homework, and that has to go watch Bucky on YouTube on how to do <laughs> Java." Because <laughs> and I've, I've I've had my little my, my little sister come home and be like, "Oh, she's seen me doing something on HTML or CSS, and she picked interest in it, and then she started." Yeah typing hers up and then came back the other day and said, oh, we're working on this program with school, you know, and we're trying this out and we're doing all these different things. So, yeah. Mm. Definitely. And 
just another thing I like to add on before I um I switch things up and go the other way is I think it's important as well, especially in our community, because you know I'm seeing um the ratio to new tech jobs in the UK and positions being filled is very it's unleveled right now. There's more tech positions than there are people filling these roles. So I think this shows that there is a demand for us to um, there is a huge need, you know, for for more programmers and stuff. So it would be great if the generation coming up actually, you know, get into it. Another thing I would like to say specifically is our community as well, because like I've said in, in a previous podcast about tech in Africa, I think that each community has uh, problems. I won't say problems, have issues in which that's unique to us. And since we're in a technological world, using technology, these issues would be great. Do you see what I'm trying to say? You know, so I do think it's very important, especially in our community. And so that the same opportunities we're seeing out there with people creating robots, you know, such as, you know, um, Silas, the guy with Steiny's own robotics company, which is great. I'd like to see more of that, you know, amongst our community rather than, you know, the usual, you know, sports-based professions or entertainment-based professions, which, you know, I have nothing over. I just think um, it will be good. Technology, it helps complement all these things, which I think is great. So... I think we do need to have a technological mindset. I'm going to go on, on a different angle here. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Nowadays, we're having apps such as Bubble, which allow people to drag and drop, you know, stuff and build an app or build a website. And we're having um, other platforms such as Webflow that allow me to build a website without even knowing a single line of code. So why should I still learn how to code? Surely everything in the future is going to be interface-based and I'm going to be able to drag and drop, you know, my own robot, my own... Um, mobile app which i could do now so what's the point uh, yeah I, I get that but i think um it depends on i see what you're saying but i, I think it depends on how you want to how you want to achieve those things maybe say in what sense say like let's say you you find it better to to develop a website doing drag and drop because maybe your your time is limited so you're gonna to go towards um, what's it, uh, Bubble or all those other other applications. But you know, if you if you want something where it's something to detail, basically you want something that's very specific to you. Go to the um, programming route instead of that, um, you know, uh, Wix or um, Bubble in, in that sense. That's cool. No, that's yeah. that's interesting. How about you, Brandon? Is there anything you want to add on that? Um, well. That's the thing about programming, and I think that's also like a, a deception people are having, is that anytime people mention programming, the first thing they think of is web and app. <laughs> Fair enough, go go make your website, but don't call me in three months saying, "How do I apply SEO?" <laughs> you know. So, like, and exactly what you want to be saying. When when you're starting out, you can do that. But if you want to build something tangible, whereby it's a, it's going to run grow into a business or an enterprise, now you're now the scale is completely different, and you're working on a much larger scale where certain things has to be in house, and you need to have control over every little thing that happens, you know, to to that piece of software or or code. So you can you can obviously start off that way. Uh, you know, our friend Yemi, who, you know, she, she has WordPress websites, but now that she wants to do certain things, she's like, hey, how do I change this? And I'm like, yeah, you would have to go into the CSS file for that. She's like, how do mm. I do it? And I'm thinking, I, why would I teach you that? You'll be taking our jobs. It's mm. a joke, but, <laughs> <laughs> but now she's needing something that's more specific. Yeah. You know, and again, people should not get into the illusion that programming is just web and app. I mean, you can you can you do an interface for creating a whole data warehouse? Maybe. Is it going to be completely secured and is the data you know data sets going to flow the way you want it to? Probably not. I mean, someone will probably call me out and say, I don't know what I'm talking about because of Azure and all this new fancy stuff that's coming out. But you will get to a stage whereby you need to know what's under the hood. It's fair enough that you can tell me you drive a Ferrari, whatever, whatever, has an engine, this, this, this. If your car breaks down and you don't know where to plug the the um, thing, the wires to auto jump, or you don't know how to crank that stuff that lifts your car and takes the tire out. I don't know the yeah. name, but I know how to do it. Sure. I don't know the name, but I know how to do it. 
Yeah. So you'll get to a stage about you need to know what's under the hood. Yeah, absolutely. Point. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with that. You know, even another example I like to give is that, um, you know, recently, I don't know if I should say this, but I will anyway. British Gas, their website keeps messing up when I try to do something on it. Oh, man. And the way I fix it sort of most of the times is to basically like inspect the code and then do a full refresh that cleans the cache. So me by me doing that, every time it works. Do you see what I'm saying? So just by me having an understanding of, you know, code and, you know, me doing on the day-to-day, I was able to do something like that. But also another great example of why, you know, even just understanding how to code is beneficial in terms of time and efficiency is, so for example, I see a lot of people in uh, roles in bankers and stuff who always have, mundane, I won't say mundane, but manual tasks where they have to, like, copy and paste things into into Microsoft Excel, right? Now, if you had a basic understanding of, um programming what you could do right now is basically cr- write a script or write a program that basically automates everything you do do you see what i'm saying if you want um a folder created every time you create a new file in um in excel then boom you could write a program that does that basically do you see what i'm saying or if you want to do more complex things with macros you know having an understanding of programming is good for that as well but to answer my own question as to why i should learn programming even though there's drag and drop interfaces the reason why is because like i said i answered this question already in my previous solution it's the fact that i have the freedom to do what i want like what both of you guys said i I agree with that by me understanding programming and learning to program i could have the freedom to edit anything i want there is no restriction with these interfaced apps and stuff most of them have restrictions i can't really go under the hood because i don't have that understanding if I didn't know how to program, I wouldn't be able to go in the hood and understand, oh, how can I change, you know, the color of my navbar or the color of my footer? And these are things to us, like, we could do within the blink of an eye, but to an average human being who doesn't know how to program, or code, I should say, they are they would be lost. Like, where do I go? I do think that, yes, there are going to be interfaces that allow us to learn how to code so-and-so, but I still think it's still good to have um, the understanding of programming because these interfaces... I still still have limitations. They still don't give us the full freedom to do what we want to be able to do. So yeah, I guess that's a good way for us to wrap up this segment. And yeah, nothing else you guys want to add is there? Yeah, I I just want to say though, when you know a lot of times when we say programming, like I said earlier, you you have web you have web and app, you even have web applications, then you have softwares, you know, then you have gaming, you have finance, yeah. you have you know. So th- there are different areas, and then those different areas um, requires different form or type of programming or programming yeah. languages. So it's not a one-fits-all. Huh, that's a Java, but it's not a one-fits-all kind of a kind of a thing. So when you're thinking about programming and what to do, probably go look at our previous podcast. Yeah, quick plug in there. But you know, you have to start thinking of oh, what area am I going into? Yeah, uh, what area interests me? Mm. You know, those are even even military now. Um, there's a, a student fair thing we went to, and there was people who they do everything in house from design to the to the final product coming out. Everything is done in house, and we're talking both physical and software, and they they provide to military. You know, so those guys need all, like almost every area or every form of program. Yeah. You know, so you just have to know what area area you want to go into. And whoever I, tells you that TSQL is not a programming language, they're like. <laughs> just have to add that in, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? No, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. As in, don't get this wrong in the podcast. Programming is, isn't just limited to the web and, you know, uh, mobile app space. Of course, it expands different things, you know. Do you see what I'm saying? From cybersecurity to the way um, our data is handled. Hence why I say, Probably programming or coding shouldn't be the main thing here. More like, you know, um, algorithmic techniques or sequential analysis or, you know, logical-based programming. You know, how, how these things actually function would, would help not just your understanding on computational things, but in terms of other areas in life. You know, hence why some people say you need maths to study computer science, etc. But I don't want to go on that tangent. I just feel like when we say the word programming, it's not limited to the web or app, so or mobile app, I should say. So yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Cool. Yeah, I guess we could wrap that segment up. I think it's been a a great discussion. Sweet. So now we're moving on to our tech in Africa segment.
So in our second Africa segment, we are going to be talking about a young lady who is a pioneer in Ethiopia's fast emerging tech scene. Her name is Betelhem Desi. Does anyone want to give more information about who she is and what makes her so incredible? Um, one, of, one of the first things that caught my eye is the fact that this girl has four software programs copyrighted solely to her name. <laughs> Fantastic. Which is... It's ridiculous. I mean, mm. this is like saying an athlete who has, who is 19 year old, you know, and has scored maybe, you know, certain amount of goals or achieved certain records, you know, in the space of like that 19 years of being alive. I think that's like the closest analogy I can find. Is that yeah, like, or, yeah. or one more analogy I could give actually is a musician, a young musician owning their own master's copy. Boom. That's, that's actually perfect. Yeah. So think of someone who is who just came onto the scene, won the Grammy, won everything, and owns everything. Publishing right, masters, and I th- I think it's because I remember we touched on that um the girl in Ghana as well, and I think for me the the more part that gives me joy is just the fact that it's a nineteen year old female. Yeah. And in in a world whereby we we talk about you know women's rights and. Africa and you know the cultural differences to the Western world. It's it's just and you know we've, we've touched a couple of times on women, women in, in in programming. Yeah, you know it's 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 just great to see that you have this young woman coming up, basically putting heck I'll put my, putting me to shame. Not if, I can't speak for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Although not that I've 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 had great interest in robotics, but I mean, the skills that she has could translate into anything I probably do, um, you know. So I know I'm not giving details as to who she is, but I just wanted to give my praises. Because when you send the article, I was just like, rah, this, yeah. this, is, this is getting embarrassing now, the amount of, <laughs> like, these people, I'm not old, but the young people coming up, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, wow. So Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Just to provide you more context about um, who she is. So Desi is, as Brandon says, she's um, she's coordinating a number of nationwide programs run by a robotics lab called ICOG, which is Ethiopia's artificial intelligence-based AI lab. And the tech scene in Ethiopia is known as Sheba Valley, which I think sounds pretty cool. She was involved in um, developing the world-famous Sophia the Robot. And if you guys don't know who Sophia the Robot is, check her out. It's a pretty interesting story. As Brandon says, she has four software programs copyrighted solely to her name, including an app developed for the Ethiopian government to map rivers used for irrigation. And this all began when she was nine years old. You know, um, on her ninth birthday, she asked her dad for some money so that she could celebrate. And then he then told her that he didn't have any money to give her. So she decided to take matters into her own hand and started making materials around her. And then Desi started uh, with small tasks such as video editing and sending music to customers' um, cell phones or mobile phones. And since then, everything changed, basically. She got into tech, AI, and robotics, etc. So one of the programs that Desi leads at the ICOG is Solve IT which works with young people to find technological solutions to community-based problems. Some five years her senior to inspire the next generation of innovators and entrepreneurs, basically. Another project she's working on is Anyone Can Code. And with this project, Desi teaches young Africans the basics of artificial intelligence, robotics, blockchain, and other emerging technologies. Being younger, she says, it pays a huge advantage to her and other teachers because she's in touch with the students who are experiencing the same things right now. And in the same way, women teaching women can be impactful, she says. She also says that um, girls are a minority among the students attending Solve IT, but for Desi, they have the most to contribute. She says, the boys imagine more. They want to do something that's big and inspired. The girls, they really want to help their community from the core. And instead of space rockets and robots, the solutions put forward by the girls she teaches tend to be grounded and immediate, such as an SMS app that informs farmers about local weather conditions. She's currently looking for funding for a project called the Sophia School Bus. And in this project, the bus will go around Ethiopia equipped with laptops and other electronic materials, such as 3D printers, to create more awareness on these technologies, using Sophia as a brand to attract 
she explains. And this is one of my favorite bits out of the article. Desi hopes to inspire the next generation of coders in Ethiopia and Africa more broadly, particularly girls. And when asked why she smiles and she says, who can solve the problem of a female if she cannot tell you the problem and find her own solution? And I think that's fantastic because one of the reasons why I think coding which is normally seen as a, which is a male dominated field. I'll be, I'll be honest. I'd like to see more females and more, you know, other ethnicities and minorities get into it. Cause like I said before, each individual person has unique problems, you know, specific to their own community where they're from. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So by allowing more um, females to get into technology or STEM, they have unique problems that, you know, males don't face in which they could use technology to, 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 to solve or other things as well. Or being from Africa, there's specific issues in Africa that technology can help, like I mentioned in the previous in the previous podcast. So I'd, I'd really liked the, the last statement you made. But yeah, I think it's something that's really good, especially looking at some the, the stuff that the, the apps and stuff that she created. I think there was one for for farming, if I recall. There's a yeah um, that informs farmers about uh, like weather conditions and stuff, so that it can help them with the with the farming for the season. So I think yeah, in terms of uh, developments and the stuff, yeah, I think that's pretty good. To sort of segue into into a, a different topic, which is similar to this, I was pondering a few weeks ago, and I put this out to the world on Twitter. I was pondering a few weeks ago, and I had a thought. The term genius is mostly attributed to to males. Why do you guys think that is? And to be honest, I still don't have an answer. I think it's, it's a very tough to answer. But what do you guys think? It's tough, but I think maybe it um, stems from you know the the first invention. So if you think about what's his name, um, Thomas Edison, and the um, the light him creating the light bulb and. Alternating currency, yeah, currency and the um the the motion pictures and whatnot, um, because back back in those days, it stemmed from men creating all of these inventions. I think genius probably just stuck onto, you know, males in that sense because um when you look at all these inventions that that uh men were producing, it was just like, oh genius, 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 genius. So then um when it came to like women and stuff like that is a bit like okay yeah you've you've created this but i don't know like back then they would probably wouldn't want wouldn't call her genius because maybe men dominated in terms of inventions i, I don't know what they'll probably just call her smart or something like that but they probably won't call her a genius but i think nowadays that term can be given to anyone like regardless of what what gender they are so even if like a woman create um create a business or create some sort of innovation, such as you know um what Desi did, people are calling her a genius anyway. The stuff that she's um the stuff that she's uh, developed. So for me, I think it probably stems from like the early inventions, early creations of what um the stuff that men created. That's what I think. That's interesting. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I, I think you wanted to touch on something there because. We, we have to remember that a lot of the characteristics of not individuals, but communities, culture, tradition stems from like, we're talking hundreds of years ago and unconsciously we've carried a lot of it over. So in, in those days, you know, the, the general consensus was, oh, women stay home, be pretty, you know, not that these women were not even involved in things. I mean, if we look at the movie Hidden Figures and you find out that black women wrote you know some of the key codes that yep. led to you know the man landing on the moon where you find out about the Turing machine and women were the one operating the the computers you know and turning the dials no one ever mentioned them because then women were undervalued women were just looked at as lesser than a man so it would be oh you know the man did this and the man did that and also the perception that we have always had of men even even when you look in, even in something like the Bible, my, my sister was telling me the other day, like the Bible is very, it was the word misogynistic. Yeah. You know, and you, you sometimes, and even people say, oh, can a woman be a pastor? And you have to look in, and when they're like, so it's never in the Bible, you know, so we've always 
undervalued women and unconsciously that's carried over. But luckily we're, we're, in, a, we're in an age now whereby we are starting to, you know, recognize people not based on gender, but just based on skill set, on what they can do, on who they are, you know. So I don't think now it would be too much of an issue to, to label a woman a genius um, in, in what field they are in. Although now I remember the case when the tennis man said Serena Williams is the greatest female tennis player of all time. Oh, yeah. And we had a conversation about this. Yeah. Remember, guys. And, and the interviewer said, why can't she not just be the greatest uh, player of all time? But that, that, again, wasn't a very specific, you know, because there's two different... And, and people still argue that. Why, why does the Grammy uh, Oscars get <laughs> acting right. so... Yeah. Male and female, if acting is not really based, you know. So, but in terms of genius, we like you wanted to reset. We've always um, applied the word genius to people who have invented something, people who are trail trailblazers, people who are you know creating breaking new grounds, you know creating big breakthroughs, and just doing things extraordinary. So, I think nowadays we can actually apply that. Even people who make like savvy business decisions you see board now bringing women into the fold more and more because you you know they have the ability to do that and we don't look at them anymore to say oh she's just a woman or in the words of president buari she's in the other room (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) you know so i i think nowadays we can <laughs> uh, oh, you got a lot, Nigeria. Well, I, I think I think now we can, we we've got into a place whereby we can genuinely just recognize people for what they are doing and just being able to show that you know this is what I can do and this is who who I am. So, absolutely, I think um, you know you've both actually given good points in my opinion, and the reason why I brought this question up as well is that based on my inner circle as well, my personal experience in life, I rarely heard the term genius given to women. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So that was another thing I found out as well when I pondered about it. But I do agree with what both of you said, specifically what Brandon said, in which I want to touch on. I think the reason why we don't normally associate a lot of women as geniuses is down to two things. The first being that back in the days, I think women, their role was to be a housewife, was to look after the kids, to, to, to basically look after their husbands and stuff like that, which I think didn't allow enough women to do the things they really wanted to do or explore what they wanted to do. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I guess if women were given the same opportunities back then, I'm talking about like ages ago, hundreds of years ago, I think it would be different now. I think the ratio wouldn't be too far. And I think that's one of the main reasons. And Another reason why I would say is probably down to exposure. You know, um, as you mentioned about the women in hidden figures, I wasn't aware of Katherine Johnson and the other two ladies who who worked at NASA and were responsible for, you know, taking men to the moon. You know, I wasn't aware about this. And I think that was down to a lack of exposure. It took a film to tell me about this or Ada Lovelace, you know, or, um, you know, a few other names as well. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So I think these are the two main reasons. Lack of exposure and the fact that back in the day, women were normally um, were basically told their, their housewives had to stay at home and look after their kids. And I think this didn't give um, a lot of them the opportunity to branch out and do what they want. Whereas nowadays, you know, women were exploring to different fields. They were, they were, they were doing different stuff. Society became more open in, into women um, sort of branching out into, into anything they wanted to. So I think these are the two main reasons, to be honest. So I would like to read some stats I, I found online, basically, that I think would be interesting to add in, in this uh, podcast so that it's just not some, it's not just a thought I had. Like, um, this is actually something some people out there believe as well. So um, a 2016 study in the journal Social, Psychological and Personality Science found it difficult for many people to associate women with genius. And Another study published in the journal Science in 2015 found that women graduate students were more likely to avoid academic disciplines associated with raw, inherent intelligence, fields like philosophy, physics, and maths. And another one, the last one, is that um, Christia Brown told The Guardian, these beliefs have been important implications for what types of academic paths children choose to take and shows why girls are opting out of majors like physics despite earning high grades in school. 
So you can see, like, this isn't just, you know, something I was just thinking of. It's actually something that, you know, is quite common to be honest. So I found that to be interesting. And I do think it's very important for us. I think my solution to this, to be honest, I want to propose a solution because I think um, I want to start developing a solution-based uh, thinking rather than just saying problems. I think that we should stop throwing the word genius around to anyone, especially males. I think more women should be called geniuses too. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And um, I saw um, a video of, um, you know, Jordan Peterson. There was a video of um, Jordan Pe- Peterson and he... Who's that? Jordan Peterson, he's like a psychologist. Ah, uh, no, I've never he heard of him. famous. Isn't he a lecturer as well? Yeah, he's a lecturer as well. He does. Yeah, like, he, he writes books and whatnot. And he said he, he was doing like um, psychology. He was doing like therapy for women in um, in law. And he found that um, these women were flat. Like during like the early years, they're flying and everything. Like like promotion after promotion after promotion and whatnot. And then it gets to a point where. They get to like 30, 31, and all of a sudden, proof, they're gone. And he's like, what, what's going on here? What's going on? Wait, what do you mean they're gone? Like, As in they've left the field? Like, they've left the field. Even they've left oh, the field. Oh, okay. I thought you meant something else. Oh, no, sorry. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, like, they've left the field, or they've gone to like, so, or they like refuse to go, they not refuse, but they shy away from um, going to yeah. a, a higher rank. And yeah. It was basically down to, the women's like personal choice, like personal, um, basically their personal lifestyle because um, some of them wanted to have kids. And obviously mm. when you have kids, in it, when you want to have kids and, you know, you have a profession where you're working like 80, 90 hours, they're, they're basically willing to compromise their like job role and stuff to go have a children, have a family and whatnot. I so see. it really depends on what, situation the women's in on, on and like what they want in terms of their career if they're not like single like you found out most of them that were single not married and whatnot they were just flying flying to the top but most of them that were in like relationships and whatnot and because of women's biological um clock and whatnot when when they get to that age they're thinking oh damn do you know what i mean like you know mm-hmm. i'm do if i'm gonna do eight hours how am i gonna have a have a family or you know like have children or whatnot if I'm just working eight hours till I get to 40 I'm all burnt out can't have kids no more you see what I'm saying now they're going to be miserable so it is down to like um, exposure and stuff and it's also down to like personal choice as well in what the the individual wants to achieve in their life absolutely no definitely I do I do think here is it's down to uh, individual choice but I also think that um I know it's it's very complex it's because it's tough. different for women. I can't I can't speak on this matter because you know I I'm not in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? But I can only understand from afar. Yeah. And I do think it's complex. It's a complex situation. But I do think it is their personal choice. But I don't think that should stop people from also attributing. Oh no, 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 no. that it title. Stop them. There's. It depends on what they, you know, want to do. Like if if they're in a, if they want to have that, you know, that career. In, be be like a director or something like or whatever um whatever job title they want yeah you know it, it depends whether what their circumstances are but of course it shouldn't mm. it shouldn't uh, deter them from going for it at all mm. absolutely yeah. actually that's an interesting side you brought to it yeah um i can nice. i can see where where e123 is coming from because sometimes people being called a genius is not for example if some some people will look at opera and they might not, they might not put the word genius exactly, but they'll be like, Oh, she's a, she's a legend, but she's a legend because she's been in there for such a long time. She's proven, you know, she's, she's been through the rough times and now she's like Mount Rushmore, you know, she, yeah. she, 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 she's on the top. And the people will look at her and be like, yes, yeah, that's a totally different status. It might not be the genius, you know, we might not apply genius per se to it. Um, but I think where I wanted to is coming from is, is I, I think I can see it from the angle whereby there are other challenges that men might not have to face, you know, for them to be able to achieve certain status easier than women. And yeah. once we start getting into that topic, it's it's a whole different yeah, ball. It's all kind of worms with that one. You know, like, 
because there, there's just so many things that, like you said, we're, we're not in their shoes. There's just so many things that you have to take into consideration. The, the historical aspect of it, the, the way women have been, been viewed, when you even talk about um, equal pay, um, when you start saying how women has been you know, sexualized for certain roles and therefore they can't do certain, you know, certain things that they would have liked to do. When, when, when women are being put on the, on the back burner because, you know, we, people don't believe women should be on the forefront. When, you know, when you start thinking of all these different things, they, they do have to face a different challenge. Because even think about it, when ten, probably even still 10 years ago, and in, probably in some areas, you know, people will still be telling their, their kids or the son will say, I want to be, be an astronaut. I want to be, a, you know, this. And the girl will say, I just want to be a model I want to be, you know, I want to be a princess. I want to, <laughs> you know, so even as, as kids, we're already putting that mindset in them mm. unconsciously. Yeah. You know, that even when, when they do get to, you know, they're, they're, they're doing well in physics, chemistry, and they're like, okay, now when he gets to school, what do you want to do? I, I, I want to be a nurse because women are meant to be caring. What? I mean, I, 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 went, to, I went to Nigeria and I told my little cousins to bring out their results. And based on the results, you can clearly see who is going where. Like, <laughs> no, like, they're laughing. And I asked one of them, I was like, what, what do you want to do? She's like, oh, gra- grandmom said I'm, I'm going to be... I was like, no, 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 no. no. the mentality, you know, so... Mm. Not what grandmom said. What do you want to do? Like, what's your dream? She said, oh, mm. I would love to be an actress. And I asked everyone, is she a good actor? They were like, oh, yeah, 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 she's really good. I was like, because your result clearly tells me you don't want to be no nurse. You ain't going to be no doctor. But who knows? If we put her on the stage today, she could be one of the greatest, you know, live performers we've ever seen. And people will be like, oh, my God, that girl is a genius. Natural ability to display emotion, you know. So already, they're already pushing her down the road that she will end up being good at because uh, you don't have any choice. You have to be good at it. We're paying money for your school fees. Sure. You know, now they're already telling her, you, you know, you have to do this. Or like the other one, she's like, she loves art. And you could see in her results, she loves art. It came, it came easy to her. It's her natural ability. If we gave her a platform to do that, people could, and tomorrow, you know, have you seen those stupid art pieces they put in galleries nowadays? Where, stupid art pieces. Where yeah. A child put his hand in the paint and smear it on the camera. Oh my days! I mean, look, <laughs> look, look. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> like, art, oh, look, such beauty. I've never seen that. <laughs> oh, Let me tell you something, though. <laughs> look. Let me tell you something. Ah, oh, it's subjective, though. Yeah, it is. No, but, so, but, but, but what I'm it's... saying is, a lot of girls are not even given the opportunity to be on the platform where they can display their talent to be called a genius. And I, and I think that's what it comes down, down to, because at the end of the day, if you look right from the beginning of time, you know, in, even in, in the old age, men would go out hunting. Who says that the, the little girl would not be a better strategist um, to, you know, like when, when the Spartans would send their, their little sons mm. to, to the desert and say, only come back after, if you come back after this day, you'll be in the army. Who says the girl would not actually have more wit she might not have the physical strength, but who says she wouldn't have the wit to be able to survive? You know, ju- just, I mean, just putting that out there, you know. Yeah. But we never gave them the opportunity to just be on the platform. To sh- and that's, I think that's what he wanted to be saying. It's whereby they get to that platform and then now there's another challenge they have to face, you know. Mm. Be, it a, be the community. Like, let's just take what we know, Nigerians. You would have a... You would have <laughs> I a saw young- this coming. Sure. No, you, no, because I, and I think it would apply to other people because they, they would have a different situation to what yeah, you yeah. three was saying. You would have a young woman who is, you know, she's going, just graduated. She's just graduated. Yeah. She's starting her career, you know, and people will be like, this, this girl is on next level. You know, we'll be hearing about her on the news and be like, have you, have you seen the way she handled that case? She discovered this. She, oh my God, I think she's going to be the greatest lawyer in her time. I bet you one uncle. <laughs> In a wedding, will say, you had some. I spoke to someone yesterday. Her mom told her, "You know, this year you'll be thirty. Where's your boyfriend?" Mm-hmm. Wow. And then they have to think of their 
quote-unquote biological clock. I don't, I don't know why I said quote-unquote women. Forgive me if you're listening. <laughs> but, you know, so what you wanted to was saying, I, I see where it's coming from, whereby one, we don't put them on the platform. When we put them on the platform, they have more things to do. Meanwhile, with men, you're already telling your little son, you're going to be president. You know, you're going to be this. You're the next that. Well, do, I mean, now I'm, I'm, I'm hoping now we, we do it because I literally try to tell my sisters, you can whoop anybody's ass any day. Like, mm. you know, no one can compare to you. Like my 11-year-old sister who draws, I, I make her believe like for your age, you're a genius. Like you are the best one I've ever seen. A hundred percent. You know, so that's, that's my two cents. Like, like but there's a lot of variables and factors yeah. that, that come into play. We, we don't have one answers, but I, I, I think it's an interesting topic that we could probably, who knows, maybe we are, we should have some guests on, on the show, some women on the show and yeah, we should yeah, do. See what they say. We should do. Yeah. It'll be interesting to get their perspective as well, actually, to be honest. But every, yeah, everything you said, I, I, I agree with, to be honest. And I think it all even still like, it sort of still links to exposure in a sense. Like you expose a child and tell them their genius from a young age, or you expose them to being anything they want to, they'll grow up believing that. Mm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And also the subject matter is more complex than we think it is. There's so many, there's so many layers and levels that, um, that, you know, takes time to sort of talk about, to be honest. So yeah, I think that that's, that's been a good, um, a good way to to end the podcast and i'd just like to end you know asking a question you know what must one achieve to be called a genius that's it for today's podcast um thank you everyone for listening and hope you've enjoyed it and expect more coming from us peace Hello. you know what we're talking about Manuel is here, what hey is that you man <laughs> <laughs> One and only. <laughs> I can't believe this. What? You want to literally? It's been a it's been a minute, man. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are gonna be like, "Who is this guy, man? <laughs> Where has he been?" Oh, Damn. Man. Did you just you say Beyonce is not a genius? I'm not saying she's she is or she's not. I'm just giving an example. Or the what did they call them? Beehive. Beehive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. I'm just literally. <laughs> come for you, man. Don't finish. Literally, I know, you I know. To, you have to what's it? De- deactivate your Twitter account. And <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Maybe, maybe it will get me my uh, my Twitter clout. <laughs> 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 Twitter clout.